Hey, y'all. This is Rob with The Rob Report, courtesy of Filthy Rags Outreach. And, uh, you know, we back at it again, you know. And, uh, you know, as we get started today, even though you might hear a little bit of excitement in my voice, I will just start off by saying that it has not been a great week for us. You know, and uh, I thank you guys. I thank everybody for your prayers. I thank everybody that uh, listens to us, everybody that likes what we have going on. But uh, we lost our brother this week. You know, our brother Corey Lewis, better known as Peso, we lost him this week. And, uh, you know, it's been it's been very, uh, very painful for us, you know, to lose one of our guys in prison. And, you know, I would uh, I would just say, like, you know, like to just put a little context to it, you know, uh, Corey lived like nine, nine cells down from me. And, uh, you know, I didn't even know he had went to the hospital. You know, all I knew is that, you know, like the way we interact, he'll just come down the stairs. He'll see me drawing and then he'll he'll tap in with me. And you'll always hear his giggle or, you know, you'll you'll see you'll see something that'll just move you or he'll come in and he'll look at like what I'm drawing and and he'll comment and he'll say, hey, you need to do this. You need to do that. He'll just tag in and he'll tag out or he'll be gone or he'll sit down. And, you know, and then I was like, yo, where's my guy at? You know, and I thought maybe he was just sleeping or whatnot. And uh, then I found out that he was up in medical and. uh you know, I'm not sure exactly, you know, I don't want to go too far as like what happened, what could have went wrong. But what I do know is that, you know, on the Rob Report, I just try to keep it real. And I've been telling you guys, like, uh, people pass away in this prison. And I don't think that we get the adequate services that we need as people were treated less than human beings. And it's like, yo, you know, we, we commit crimes and we come to prison. And, you know, most of us are, are repenting and we're very remorseful. And we don't we don't come here with uh, death sentences you know, or licenses, but we're not making it up out of here, you know, and so, like, for me and uh, my brothers up in here, it's been very, it's been very, very tough on us, you know. Um, I think today was probably the the best day for me as far as, like, uh, just dealing with this because, like I said, me and, me and Corey, we have had some of the best conversations, and, like, for me, like, you know, I tend to think I'm kind of smart, but he was way smarter than me. He was more... Uh, he, he knew the mathematics, you know, that was the first thing that attracted me to him. And, and he would always tap in about like, you know, Rob, like as far as like what he thought uh, was selling out the black culture and the different things of that nature. And like he would talk to me about the things I do with Filthy Rags and always making sure everything's above board and how we don't sell out the people and we challenge the culture. You know what I mean? So like uh, I always have challenged the culture, but also I've also had somebody that I look at like a coach too that I talk to and I bounce ideas off of, and now I don't have that, you know. But what I will say is, uh, you know, the way I see things, I, uh, for example, if I see like a fly, um, I always will think, well, don't kill that fly, man. That's probably somebody that, you know, passed away or, or something that uh, is trying to talk to you. You know, and that's just how my mind works. It may not be true or not, but I will I will say this. I had a, uh, I went to the hobby shop the other day, and uh, Corey had made me this onk, and he drew it on a piece of paper. And uh, I went in there the other day, and the paper just came flying out of my notebook, and I was the only one in the room, and it was the picture that he had drew for me, and I've had it for over a year. And I felt like in that moment, like, uh, that bro had reached out to me and let me know that everything was going to be okay. And I looked up in the sky and I put my black fist up and, uh, start crying. But I felt like, you know, he really touched me and let me know 
that things are going to be okay. But I'm just, I'm just not really okay with that right now. But I just want to uh, honor his memory, and I want everyone to know too that I don't know if there's going to be a Skype, but his funeral will be uh, on August 25th at 11 a.m. And uh, before I move on, I want to say something else about Corey. When I did the uh, the Rob report and me and Corey talked on the uh, Rob report, you know, Corey came to me the next day and uh, he shook my hand. He gave me a hug and he said, hey, man, uh, I really appreciate that interview. And he said, I want you to have something. And he made me a necklace. And uh, the necklace was a uh, it was a beaded necklace with an onk on it. And he said, Rob, he said, man, I'm telling you right now, this is the last necklace I'll make for anybody. And, uh, you know, I just remember this, uh, these lyrics, you know, from Wu-Tang. And I wanted to just rock that with respect. And I'm like, nah, man, for real. And I just felt like special with him saying, I'll never make one of these for nobody else, you know. And so I got that necklace in my cell, you know. And so, like, like it's really hard for me because I really grieve really really hard when I lose my friends you know and so like this week has been a week of just pain you know and I'll I'll just move on and I'll tell you guys that today we also had somebody in this prison uh, that took his life and uh, he uh, he was in the, uh, the, the trailers or whatever and I'm not sure for sure if he had TV but they had him basically quarantined off by himself for over a month by itself you know and so like I can only imagine what his family's going through and so like my heart goes out to that family my heart goes out to Corey's family as well you know I can only imagine what his mom has to go through you know and uh going back to the guy that took his life today you know I was in that situation where they they isolated me and I didn't know if I was going to die or not you know and uh so I can only imagine what that guy went through um being isolated no one around no no one to see then they bring you your food and they'll wash your clothes every day and you don't know what's going on and and yeah my heart just goes out man and i just i don't know what what it's going to take for prisons to value the lives of us you know but right now we are in a, a situation where i want anybody that's out there listening to understand like if you love your people and they're in prison reach out to them you know like a lot of times on the outside world you know guys expect your, their family to pay them or put some money on the phone or reach out to them or show them that they love them you know but like we are really in a bad situation in here because like and after I caught my uh, COVID I know that I have to fight for my life to make it out of here alive I'm under no illusion that I can just make it up out of here you know and so I'm trying to have that conversation with other brothers like we have to value each other we have to value every day that we're alive and we are fighting for our right to exist we're fighting for our rights to live you know, and that's why I went on a diet and I just watched what I eat. And uh, it's just all bad, you know, and uh, the devil is definitely active right now, you know. So I wanted to put that out there. Um, as I move on, I wanted to read something. I wanted to read something that I read. And uh, it's in a magazine. I don't, I'm not sure if people are familiar with this magazine, but it's Kite Magazine. And there was a rapper named Young Dolph. And uh, he got killed a while back. Uh, I believe he was like from Memphis or something somewhere like that and uh you know nobody really knows what happened it's all speculation but uh i want to just read something that i've read in this article and uh i'm going somewhere with it so just follow me it says uh Dolph was the type that wanted to be in position just to be able to put others in position and make life better for his family sometimes i think about how we street dudes think and get sad why are we so quick to go to violence against each other 
we can all be at the point where we don't have nothing, ain't gonna gain nothing, and we'll still figure out a way to be at odds. Instead of focusing strictly on how to better our situation, what we have to do is hold everybody around us accountable for being a man. You wanna progress in life? You wanna live good, right? How is beefing helping you get to that point? Respectfully, those who stay in beef have no life, have no vision, have no plan. That's why they want to be the toughest dude alive. They need recognition of others and don't know any other way. But what they don't understand is having that heart, that fire, that will to be recognized, even if your life depends on it, is the main element of reaching success. You can accomplish anything with that fire. The same way you say the crew from the next block can't F with you and you go hard, letting it be known. Imagine if you channel that energy into anything positive making everybody else in that lane the op for the sake of success then you can go as hard as you want so yeah i just wanted to uh share that with the people out there especially the kids out there you know like there's so much violence out there right now and and another thing that you know like guys don't know is like there's guys up in here that have life sentences and they may have killed somebody let's just say they killed somebody or they got assaults and they have life sentences and these guys are fighting every day to get the hell up out of here right but it's like yo uh we're fighting to undo what we've done you know what i mean and so like these guys will break you off and so if you're listening out there it's like man think before you act think before you react you know because they're waiting for you to react and then they're gonna break you off then they're gonna have you in here every day going to the law library trying to figure out how to beat the court how to get out of here. I've seen the strongest men in here, the hardest dudes in here crying because they don't want to be here. You know what I'm saying? But they're hard on the streets, but they don't want to do the time. They don't want to be here. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to be here. So let's just be real with that. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. Nobody, well, actually, there are people that want to be here. I'll be honest. There's people that, that have been here so long that they said they don't see themselves back in society. So they have been resigned to dying in prison. But the average person that wants to go back out there and have a life, he does not want to be here. You know what I mean? So whoever's listening, if you're a parent, if you're listening, play this for your kids to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of these kids think they're hard or they're beefing or they're out there on Twitter and they want to get down with these guys. But guess what? When they come to do this time, they don't want to do it. You know what I'm saying? I see guys in here that got murder beefs and, and they got time. And then I'll be like, yo, what's up, bro? How you doing today? And they'll be like, they'll be crying. I just want to go home. But guess what? You're not going home. You know what I'm saying? So you still got to do that 25 years is in front of you. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo, a lot of you guys don't have to come in here. So, like, just think about what you're doing out there. You know what I mean? So anyways, uh, shout out to uh, Larry Norman last week, too. You know, he did that interview with me about Tacoma. And uh, one of the things that I thought he really broke down was, like, uh, how that war on drugs you know what I'm saying? The crack cocaine era and stuff like that started pushing uh, the violence in, in the uh, inner cities and the different things of that nature, you know? And uh, so one of the things that I was really thinking about after that was like, uh, you know, like back in the 70s, like when I was growing up, they had the the freebase era, you know, where, you know, it was just the uh, cocaine and, you know, and then it went to the crack and then we saw the crystal meth and we saw the ecstasy. And now we're seeing the fentanyl. And so my thing is like, yo, how is all this stuff happening? How is the government allowing these things to just keep happening? How do we get to a point of fentanyl? And I think that like uh, a lot of this stuff is done like with the pharmaceutical companies and they just allow us to, you know, keep committing crimes. And that's why 
women incarceration is going up because a lot of women are becoming addicted to these drugs out here. So I just wanted to put that out there and uh, just kind of piggyback off what the brother was saying. It was very, uh, very insightful. So if you guys didn't hear that interview, check it back out. It was last week. It was Larry Norman, uh, Lawrence Norman, and it was just great. Another update I got is on uh, Cheryl Turner. You guys might remember we did an interview with her a while back and her daughter was killed. And we asked everybody to go out and support her. So uh, she went to court this last week. And uh, thank you, everybody that's tapping in on Skype to see uh, the update and tapped in on Skype because that's the type of accountability that we want. We want people to tap in because my mom even asked me, she said, well, how can you get her justice? Because my mom heard it. And I said, well, mom, I think that what we have to do is we have to support her. And when people see that we support her, when they see people Skyping in and these different things, they're going to know she has support, then they're not going to railroad her. Then they'll get serious and they'll say, hey, look, you know, uh, she has she has backing. And so what's happening now is that they are uh, talking about charging the uh, girl with possibly murder one, you know. And uh, so like I was telling my bros in here, I said, hey, you know, uh, I know that Cheryl thinks that that'll be the uh the justice she needs i said but once that girl sentenced that's when the, the work for the filthy rags really starts because that's when we have to get with cheryl and then we have to try to find a way to get with the girl that's going to get convicted and we got to find a way to have real restorative justice you feel me so like uh if you guys don't know what restorative justice is is where we try to get both sides we try to get the girl that's locked up to understand what she's done but we also have to get with cheryl to understand uh, how this may have happened. How do we reconcile? How do we move forward? How do you get that real closure? You get that real closure when you guys can get face to face and you guys can have those talks as adults. So, you know, the work for 50 Rags is uh, it's real, you know, and uh, I'm just going to say this for my guy Peso, you know, bro, you know, I know you can hear me out there. I ain't going to never sell out, man. You know what I'm saying? I know the talks that we had. We've always talked about just being true to this work, and I'm not going to sell us out, bro. You you can watch over me, and you're going to see, man, make you proud, man. And uh, I hope that everything is still good with the Fly Start. I'm going to try to update next week as far as the uh, Fly Start event and try to make sure everything is good there, too. You know, so, uh, Jessica, what's good? Sorry about that. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> nah, what's up now? I mean, talk to me, man. Man. Um, yeah, this week has been really crazy. I feel like the the mood's just been kind of somber all week, you know, just with Corey passing. Um, I think that's kind of been kind of the main focus of everybody this week. Not much on the Filthy Rags outreach front. Everything's kind of been on a hiatus this week because of that, you know, and, and, uh, doing something special for, for Corey's funeral. You know, I don't know, um. I probably am not going to say anything, but I do do want to say, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with the family, and um, my heart is just hurting, and I believe that, you know, somebody needs to be held accountable. For sure, for sure, you know, and yeah, and it's really tough, you know, and, uh, you know, for you guys out there listening, one thing you can tell is that we're trying to be very respectful of the family. We don't really want you guys to jump to conclusions or anything like that, but I will tell you that there's a lot of pain from the inside. Um, obviously, we're going to always feel like that there was some uh, some miscues, uh, some missteps that took place, you know. And so, like, I want to just uh, double back on you real quick, Jessica, and just say that one thing is for sure is that you guys have actually, like, I don't think the work stopped because you guys have been trying to be in touch with uh, the family and trying to figure out things that we can do 
uh, how to get the recordings to the family, uh, how to uh, get some recordings for the uh, funeral and different things of that nature. So, I mean, I think the work really does continue, you know what I mean? So, like, uh, could you speak to that real quick? Yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I guess when I was, when I said that, I was kind of talking about everything else except for this kind of has been put on the back okay. burner. But, yeah, that is part of the work, you know, that we do. You know, we're going to have to be there for for any um anybody that's getting killed out in the community these young kids that are getting killed you know that's that's a type of service that we want to we want to provide and be there for the families of youth and you know young people that are getting killed out there in the community too so yeah you're right it is part of the work yeah i I can tell you this i was on the yard the other day and uh you know like when i'm usually on the yard i'm usually in my zone i have my earbuds in i'll be doing my pull-ups i like to be in my own world but every time i go to the yard i always end up helping somebody whether it's a release plan or somebody uh throws something on me well one of my partners pulled up on me and he said hey man what's up with you man and i said uh i'm trying to figure it out and he was like well what are you trying to figure out i said well my man peso passed away and so i'm trying to figure out how can we uh, make sure that when our bros pass away, we can help these guys pay for their funerals and stuff? But at the time, my guy didn't even know Peso had passed away. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, bro, you didn't know that uh, Peso passed away? And he was like, no, you're just telling me right now. He didn't believe me. And I don't know why he would even think that I would play like that. But uh, the moral of it was is that I was like really distraught. And I'm sitting there figuring out like, yo, how can we get to a, a place you know, and I and I've always wanted Filthy Rags to be at a place like that where we have uh, cash on hand uh, through donations or whatnot uh, to take care of people like that, to take care of people in the community. You know, because I don't know what uh, his uh, financial situation is. All I know is he was incarcerated, and I know he leaves uh, kids behind. You know what I mean? And so, like that, really bothered me. You know what I'm saying? And the work we do is so important to me. So, yeah, I was, uh, as I was calling back in, man, I was just thinking about something, too, that I wanted to, uh, I wanted to say to everybody. And it's going back to Corey, and it just hit me when uh, I was calling back. And I was just thinking, like, how uh, we weren't speaking for a while. Like, uh, I'm going to say it was about, I'm going to say it was about, like, seven, eight months ago, right? Where uh, for a couple weeks we didn't speak. And I was like, dang, I didn't know what the, I didn't know what was going on. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, uh, so I didn't, you know, I didn't want to disturb his groove. And so I went to uh, somebody else that I knew that was really super close with him. And I was like, yo, what's going on with Corey, man? And uh, he ain't been talking to me. You know what I'm saying? He's he been uh, walking by me. And uh, did I do something wrong? Like, you know what I'm saying? Just ask him. Like, I didn't know, right? And so uh, he had came and um, sat down and he had talked to me. And uh, he expressed that there were some things that was going on. Um uh, and he just kind of isolated himself and I was like yo bro hold on a sec bro I was like man you know like always come to me you know if you uh if you feel some kind of way like bro all we got is us in here you know like come talk to me you know what I'm saying like I didn't know how to feel like I you know like I just didn't know how to feel and I was like yo man just uh always come talk to me man if you if you got something going on come talk to me you know and and let me know because we're all here together you know what i'm saying and it's very important for me as a as a person like what happens to people uh in their lives and stuff and i know last week i kind of expressed how sometimes i feel like you know people in prison 
don't care about other people and they don't care about uh, what's going on in other people's lives. But I truly care about everybody that I'm around. You know, like if, if somebody tells me, like, for example, uh, Nuts, you know, Nuts with us and Nuts sent the email one time and he was talking about how his son was not doing well. Every time I see Nuts, you know, he'd be like, Rob, what's up? And I'm like, yo, bro, what's good, man? What's up with your son? You know, every, you know, because I never forget, like, it matters to me because I know those little things will, like, mess with our time, you know? And so, like, I just, uh, I just want to bring that up for, like, people that are free. You know, like, if you uh, have a disagreement or if you feel like uh, somebody's not talking to you or just something's wrong, like, reach out to those people or reach out to somebody else that can reach that person for you, you know what I mean? So that we can we can figure out each other. You know what I'm saying? Our time is, is short on this earth, you know? And, and that's the thing is like, I think we are, we're going through that right now here where we're realizing like, uh, you know, mortality was just right next to us, you know? And so I think like, you know, there's a lot of people that are in shock. And so I'll share this, uh, this other thing that just happened today. So there's, uh, they just hired these new officers and uh, for some reason, there was this new officer, and today he decided that he just wanted to post up on us and, and buck up and be, like, staring at us and chest out and arms out, and it's like, really? You know what I mean? Like, really? That's what we doing? And uh, so I had just got back from yard just a, a few minutes ago, and uh, some of the officers had just uh, spoke to me about it, and I said, hey, man, listen, you know, I know that that guy's new, uh, but at the same time, we're all processing something right now. You know, he don't know what's going on around here. And he's posting up on us and flexing on us. And, like, we're all processing the loss of one of our guys. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, it's important for you guys to uh, express to him, like, respect has to go both ways. Like, you don't know what goes on in our lives. And I know a lot of times the officers, they'll come in and think this is like Oz or something. And they have to treat us some kind of way. And, like, we're really processing things. And, like, you know, when you're in prison and you're processing, you can say the wrong things or you can act the wrong way. The next thing you know, you're in the hole. And so, like, it's, it's like, man, it's just it's so much right now, you know. It's, uh, it just feels like the weight of the world is on our shoulders right now. But I do take pride in, in, in doing stuff with Filthy Rags and just kind of reaching out to the brothers. And we're having healing circles. We're talking. We're trying to also talk to uh, some of the officers around here and trying to create a peaceful space you know so like you know when people think we're just doing time or we're, we're criminals yeah we may have done some criminal acts but i just want people to see that there are a lot of people in here that have just made mistakes and we're still human beings and we uh we hope that you guys would actually see us as human beings just for you guys out there listening we uh we're trying to get an exclusive interview with my uh, brother vincent Sherrell, known as tank and uh he's a few minutes late but also he's over at coyote ridge and that's a different correctional facility and their rules are different. And right now we got like COVID rules. They have these uh, cohort rules and these different things where you have to stay away from people. And then also, you know, you got to respect the phone lines as well. You know, so while he might have wanted to try to tag in, it's uh, one of the things where you have to respect people with the phones or, or, or there could be a fight and it could turn violent. So, you know, that's one of our realities too is, uh, you know, we have to respect these phone lines up in here or you have to have some kind of communication with your peeps hello hey what's up bro what's good hey what's going on with you comrade 
because that's the brother that literally mentored me. You see, when I was at Colin Bay, you remember when we was at Colin Bay, and that brother Absolutely. had been in the system for a minute. He's older. He, he was older. He, he's been in the system, you know what I'm saying, longer than, longer than I was at that time, and he's wiser. And so, and he recognized in me that man came. He said, look, he said, it's y'all turn now. It's y'all turn, you know? And so, and so he started, pour, he started pouring to me all the, all the, all the ingredients, giving, handing me the tools that I need, you know what I'm saying, that, for, for that role. And so I, I was just, I, I was, I was being mentored at that time, you know, and, um, and, and, and what he, and what he brought me was, because as you know, we didn't have BBC at Colin Bay. We didn't have the Black Prisoners Caucus at Colin Bay back in the um in the, in, in, in the in the 90s and in the beginning in the beginning of 2000s and, the, and even in the mid 2000s, right? We didn't have we didn't yeah. we didn't have um, Black Prisoners Caucus. We had the Cultural Unity Organization. But what Rhino had That's brought right. up there, because Rhino had been to Monroe, Rhino had seen the political. You know, Rhino, Rhino has he he realized the political power of BBC and he was wanting to um bring that here, but but not but not in his name, but in principle, right? Because he knew he knew that Colin Bay at that time wouldn't be receptive to the Black Prisoners Caucus, but what they were receptive to was what they already had was the cultural, the cultural unity organization, which was only putting on events for um, like Martin Luther King and Juneteenth, right? So, right. but he recognized that, look, look, y'all gonna have to sit in these seats now as, 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 um, as the leaders, you know, of this organization and talking across and talking, talking to administration, sitting at the table across the administration, because you know, we wasn't we wasn't always sitting in those seats in front of administration like that there because we we didn't think that that was um that wasn't who we were then. Administration administration was was the oppressor. They were our enemy, so we didn't see no value in sitting across the table. You're know, sitting with them in no in no in, in no form or fashion. But it took Rhino to actually show me, you know, saying the politics of 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 of, of government. You know, say of those. You know what I'm saying? Not a, not on no street culture, not on no street culture shit, but of the of the politics of of the world and how things are run. How the, you know what I'm saying? How the systems are run. And so you have to sit across from these people, right? So at That's that right. point, I said, look, if I'm coming, if I'm gonna do this thing, then I'm bringing I'm bringing my comrades. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna feel comfortable doing this. You know what I'm saying without my comrades, you know, I, I want people that I can trust that I know in whose metal. Who, whose metal's been tested, right? So that was you. That's that right. was Blaze. That was all. That was that was all of us. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that was, bro. I wanted my. I, I was just being a good comrade, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I feel it, <laughs> yeah. man. I feel it, right? And, and it's like you know because me and you stay in touch and stuff. And then one of the things that I notice is that like straight up, bro. Like even though we've been separated, you know, like I've never really been big on titles. Like it's like, bro, I'm just who I am. You know what I mean? A title can't make me, you feel me? And then, you know, you broke down a whole different aspect of, like, titles and, like, Eurocentric type stuff. You know what I mean? And so it's like we're still yeah. on that same wavelength, even though we're far apart. But, you know, I got a lot of that stuff from you, bro. You feel me? What you what you think about that? Oh, yeah. Well, just like I say, as far as those brothers that was pointed to me, you know what I'm saying? Um, they were giving me history about who we are as a people. And have me studying, have and have me reading books, suggesting I read this book and that book and that book. And so I was reading our culture, and, 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 
and in that, and in that, I began to, and in that, I began to see our cultural values, right? And in our cultural values, there wasn't this, these, these, these. Of course, there were teams and things like that, but at, but more important than that, there was the community, there was the circle, right? And so, um, and then knowledge itself, man. I started, I just, I just started just taking in knowledge itself, man. Knowledge of who I am, and um, and then, and then, and then, um, you know, those transferring those skills that we had in, in, in on the streets because not even okay let me just say this you know what I'm saying this is this, this is what it is on the street man it's not with, with the structural gang culture it, it, it's not all bad right of course the crime and the the, the, senseless, the senseless violence that we were committing out there but as far as us as who we were as black boys you know what I'm saying and developing into these men and, 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 and under these values that we had as far as trusting one another and, and being loyal to one another and loving each other because there was love right in our generation so you know what I'm saying that, that that was on display real love was on display and I don't know you know what I'm saying now it's not so much so those values those cultural values you know and then and then we then, then look at we we we, we were we didn't come to have to come to prison to be no damn leaders because we were already we were already that we were already respected you know what I'm saying um you know what I'm saying cat soldiers in our community and in, in, in the structural gang culture so I didn't come to I didn't come I didn't have to I didn't feel I need to come to the prison to take no title of these organizations or anything because I was already coming with leadership right brothers from my brothers from my tribe from my structural from my structural culture was gonna was was following me so. I, I had that, but now I wasn't going to be. But this is the thing, though. I wasn't going to. My leadership style wasn't going to be like no Euro, like no European. You know what I'm saying? Or Eurocentric. It wasn't going to be Eurocentric. It was going to be, you know what I'm saying, rooted in um, Afrocentricity, right? Um, collective. You know what I'm saying? Um, community. So, once again, back to. I was just trying to be a good comrade. And, and, and surround myself with, you know what I'm saying, with y'all. And, and, and y'all have me and I have y'all, you know what I'm saying? And so we didn't need them titles. We, 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 we were who we were, right? We were who we, who we were. And so hopefully today, man, that we can, we can really get away from um, Eurocentric structures, hierarchies, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and be more about um, horizontal and collective leaderships. And, 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 and doing that, and doing that beside our women, right? Not not behind, not in front, but right beside our women. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it was. You know what I'm saying? Um, our great leaders in our in our culture, you know what I'm saying? Well, just like they say, behind every black man, you know what I'm saying? I mean, not not behind, but beside, you know what I'm saying? Was a, was a strong black woman. You know what I'm saying? And so, those are the titles, right? Getting back to who we were. And, um, and I like to think that I, you know, I, I got a lot of, I got a lot of um, this European about me. <laughs> you know, I like to think so. So check this out, bro. I wanted to uh, switch gears on you just real quick because on my way when I was coming back from work, uh, I seen uh, Jamal. He told me to tell you what's up. You don't probably know him as Jamal. We used to call him Ryder G back at the Bay. You know what I'm saying? But uh, he goes by Jamal yeah. now. He's on his grown man. And uh, as we was uh, as we was sliding, he was telling me how he's scared because of all the violence in Washington State. And so, like you know, they just did the Davis case last night. They rejected that. And so, like, cats is feeling like, yo, we're stuck and different things of that nature because you know a lot of us we put our faith in the hands of these lawyers or legislators. I don't personally, you know, what I'm saying I think we take that in our own hands. But what I wanted to ask you was like kind of like a two-tone question. 
you know what I mean? Like, um, I want to know how you see the world and the violence now, because the way I see it, like, when me and you fell, you know, it, I think it was like a different kind of violence, you know what I'm saying? Because we, we were, like, in that war on drugs era, so a lot of us were uh, fighting for territory. We were uh, out there drinking alcohol or doing wed or different things of that nature, and we weren't really using our brains. Uh, when we were committing the crimes and the different things, we were just trying to represent this blue or trying to represent the Crippen or whatever we was coming from. And now it's it's just kind of taking a different uh, life where a guy gets on the Facebook or he beats with him or says this or that, and now I got to go take your life, and now we have all this crime. And I just want to know, like, realistically, how do you see things? You know, you might not have to see it the way I see it, but how are you seeing what's going on out there, and do you think we're doomed? I'm yeah, I don't. I don't think we're. I don't think we're doomed. I mean, it's always hope. You know, what I'm saying in, in a generation that's that's underneath them. You know, um, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to not. Um, you know, just not deal with my brothers that's out there doing that, right? And just and just say they they they, they hopeless, and, and 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 just just cancel them out, right? Ostracize them. It's just as being. Now I can't do that, you know, Shamal, because as you as you know, they 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 listen. They, you know, what I'm saying we there's a way we can get their attention, right? And um, that's right. But I just like to focus on 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 the babies as well, though. You know, Shamal, to to stop right. them from actually because it's it's cultural, right? It's cultural. It's yeah. So it's like that. You, 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 I know I know you get to that um down um down river down river um. The downriver theory or something, right? They say they did, you know, what I'm saying um, a, uh, a, a, a doctor, you know, what I'm saying? a doctor is on the on the side having a picnic with his family, and a body come washing downriver, you know, small, and then another body, and then people are panicking. People are panicking, like, oh man, you know, saying somebody get up in there and say that body, you know, small, and he, and, he, and he says he's a doctor, you know, small, and so they say, well, definitely you gotta help those bodies, and so they he just start taking off up, he just start taking off running upriver. And they was like, where are you going? And he said, man, I'm going to see, you know, say why these bodies is coming down these down this river, you know? So I think that, I think that, um, to, to say that is, you know, it's kind of like getting to the root of why those brothers is doing that. Now, you know, hey, I'm also offended when, um, when folks, when, when, when folks, um, Say it's something wrong with, 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 with us as a people. You know, what I'm saying there's no fathers in the home. Yeah, all that, all that, all that's true. All that's true. But there's, but there's a, there's a, there's a social problem. There's something, there's something, you know, what I'm saying uh, inherently wrong with this, with this, with this, with this system. So, that's right. You know, and so there, there lies the problem. And so all hands on deck. You know, what I'm saying. But I'm, I'm just not ready to. I'm just not ready to throw my brothers away, though. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. I don't know if that no, answers the question, but I don't. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful. You know, I'm always. That's just me. That's just my nature to be. I have to believe. Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and yeah. I was just giving you one man's perspective as far as like he think we're doomed. I don't agree with that. You know what I'm saying? If I agree with that, I yeah. wouldn't do the work I do. You know what I'm saying? Because I clearly know for sure. that. For sure. You know, just like when yeah. I came in. You know, I listen. You know, the elders get up under me. I'm listening. You know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't going to listen. But, you know, if you're going to have a majority, it's going to be like, okay, hold on a second. Let me gravitate over here. You know, because they know that they've been fed some uh, 
some some BS, you know what I mean? And and we've seen it through the system, yeah. you know what I mean? And and I wanted to just go backwards real quick because you you've done 28 years, you know. Um, could you just talk about what what it looked like when you start doing the time, you know, where where there may have been some divisions and different things, or maybe even just the unity with amongst the brothers? Yeah, yeah. I, it, there was a, there was a, there was a, there was a unity there, but I think I just. I, I like to think though, bro, Rob, you know what I'm saying, bro, that um that then and now I'm able I'm, I'm able I'm able to reach them. You know what I'm saying? I got their attention. They, they, they hear me. So I don't so so back 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 then and same as today. So I think it's the I think it's the caliber of cats that's doing the talking. I think these youngsters I think these young cats is real sharp. And and and, and, and they don't want somebody probably with some character flaws telling them anything, right? That's right. Um, That's right. So, it, so they're good. So they they're they're good judge of characters, you know. And um, so, I mean, but of course, I mean, you know, what I'm saying it, it, it kicked up more than, than, than when we than when we was in the system and when we started off, right? Um, That's right. But I know they listen to you just like they listen to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm hearing yeah, your name. Yeah. I'm hearing your name over here, just like you hear my name over there, and somebody that's credible. That's right. And that's and, 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 that's and you have the, and you 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 have those good relationships with that same with those young brothers, just like I do. So I think now there's there's there, there's something there's something to uh, there, there's value. So we know that we need to have the right hands on deck for one. That's and, right. And, 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 and for and, and, and what it is, as you know, you're saying there's two. There's a whole lot of hands in, on the pot. Cat Daddy, get your hand off the pot. You don't need to. And I think that we need to be able to say that. You, right, and I think we right, need to be able to call right. that out. We have to call that out. Yeah, we have to call that out. That's right. Our leader, that's leadership. That's right. Because whether we like it or not, whether we like it or not, you know what I'm saying, how it is as far as, yeah, I would like more collective leadership style and everything. However, if I'm be, if, if, if we are being chose to be that leader, then we, have to, we just have to accept that. You know what I'm saying? That's we right. have to accept that, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure, and yeah, I, I definitely yeah. I dig what you're saying, bro. And and one of the things I want to also say too is like a lot of people don't know, like okay, yeah, like you know, you you find the leaders and all that stuff, but you also have a reputation. Like your name is Tank, huh? you know, man, like you you're a big deal. You feel me? And, and so we don't have to go into the backstory of why you're a big deal or who you did or whatever, you know what I'm saying. The different things that happen in the prisons yeah. and like you know when you see you, you're like a big grizzly bear. It's like bro, stand down or you might get hurt. You feel me? But but I say all that to say, uh, you know, if you could just talk about who you were then compared to now, you feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't ain't ain't, ain't, ain't no ain't no doubt. We were um we were trying to live. We were living up to those those reputations, those those names. You know, some all that um we was living up to that. And so and that's what that that's what that was. As a young, I was I was toxic. I was toxic. You know, I was a toxic young dude back then, like we like we were. But I was, but at the same time, I was I was a, I was a lovable dude too to my comrades. You know, what I'm and so that's right. And so that 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 builds a reputation, that builds status, and 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 that's who you are. That that's who we are, right? And so moving on through life, you know, what I'm saying now being more intelligent, I'm, most definitely I'm going to use. I'm going to use all that that you that that you think I am, and all that that you that you know all that. I'm going to use that to my advantage to 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 get you to listen. So so I wasn't one of them dudes that you know saying like, man, I'm about to you know, I, and I, I respect the brothers that go through the that go through the name change. 
but take is relevant. So I'm going to use that. I'm going to strategize with that, right? You know, yeah, I'm Vincent Jamal Sherrill. I'm, 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 I'm most definitely, I'm most definitely my mama's baby boy. But that's who. Yeah. The streets didn't. The streets didn't know that dude. The streets knew Tank, right? So today, right. if I'm talking to the streets, if I'm talking to the streets, I got to talk to them to what they familiar with. They familiar with Tank. So, so that's, right. that's what I'm bringing. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing Tank. I'm bringing more. I'm bringing. I'm bringing that 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 growth. In development, though, you know, see that grown man tank, the wise man, elder, you know, I'm with, with, with the same love for my people. I'm bringing that, though. So, you know, we just, we just, that's what that is, bro. I mean, that's that's, that's being strategic, you know? Yeah, yeah that's being sure. strategic. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. And, and I think that, the, you know, the, the, the credibility means everything, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you're dealing with, uh, especially in your own community, you know what I mean? And so, like, you know, Let's talk about the values that you particularly bring. I've heard about the stuff that your brother and other people are doing out there, you know what I'm saying? But you're locked up and you're still having value in your community. And if you could, you know what I'm saying, just let the people know. Yeah, well, I, I'm calling myself the concrete root activist, right? That's just, and um, and I, 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 I came up with that like in 2000. 2003, I believe, even before that, but officially 2003, because I felt that, you know, that that's, that just represents, you know, what I'm saying my character. That's who I want to be. I want to, I want to, I want to stand in the gap. I want to stand in the gap in this situation, you know, say for my peoples, you know, small. I want them to see. They may have 10 years. They might have five years. They might have a year. I want them to be able to see. Damn, this cat walked off 28 years and he have a life sentence. And I would have never known that if if, if if somebody wouldn't have told me that he had all that time because he just don't he just don't wear it like that, right? And so, right. and that's the strength and wisdom that I'm hoping that would drip off. That would, you know, what I'm saying that, you know, that would drip off of me and on, onto them. So, um, man, you know, it, it's so much joy. It's, it's so much joy serving our brothers, man, up in here, being an elder. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. That's, that's a blessing. Right. That's a blessing because <laughs> because hey. Rob, Rob, you remember the culture back then when we was coming up, man? We didn't, we didn't, we, we didn't believe that we was going to even see um, in past our twenties. That was the reality, right? Right. So, right. so this time, so I'm considering all this time the blessing. And, 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 and I only know one person that you know, saying that, that that gives blessings. You know, what I'm that's the God. You know, saying El El Elohim. You know, saying Jehovah Allah. You know, saying the God, right? This, he's right. the only person. That, you know, so I'm, so I'm, on, so I'm on his clock. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm a spiritual man. That's who also I am. You know what I'm saying? I'm also a spiritual man, right? Um, you know, I don't I don't subscribe to no one organized, you know what I'm saying, religion and everything, but I, but I come fellowshipping with all, you know what I'm saying, all my brothers, you know what I'm saying? I sit at the vine and, you know what I'm saying, at the vine and fig tree, at the feet, you know what I'm saying, of, the, of, of a lot of vine and fig trees. You, That's right. you know what I'm saying? I admire you, but I admire you, brother. I admire you, brother, and your spirituality, and and, 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 and how you and how you walk. You know what I'm saying? The, the straight path, Islam, and how and how and how you. You know what I'm saying? That gets me. That gives me as a spiritual man. You're saying, man, that gives me strength when I see my brothers walking in that too. You know? That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah, all that's we can right, do as best we can, man. And and know we on borrowed time. You feel me? And know that there is a higher power. You know, because you know you didn't know this, bro. But we just lost a good brother up in here. Nine cells down from me. J 
just gone Saturday, you know. So we 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 really dealing with something up in here. And then we just had a brother uh, uh, commit suicide over here yesterday. So like you know, it's really uh, you know a lot of people like uh, come in with uh, not that much time, and they and it's a death sentence for them. You know what I mean? And and we just keep pushing. You know what I'm saying? And 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 just uplift each other. You know what I'm saying? So everybody matters to me. You know, and that's what I've been letting all these brothers know, man. You guys matter to me. It matters to me how you doing. You know, tap in with me. I'll make the time. I'll stop what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? I left work today to come mess with you. You know what I'm saying? But let me but let me talk about uh, yeah. uh, something different real quick. I want to know, like, uh, for you, you know what I'm saying? Just talk to the people about, like, what atonement and uh, reconciliation looks like for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, you know, I wrong my... I, well, it would look like I wrong my community, you know? And so if I wrong my community, then I have to I have to make amends to my community. I have to, you know, say, come come clean and, and, and admit my wrong. And then do the work, do the work that follows that. That's atonement. But now the reconciliation comes afterwards, right? That comes next. Are you doing the work? That's right. What that consists of? You know what I'm saying? Well, the community kids, you know what I'm saying? My partner's... My partner's sons is, is, is coming up inside here. You know, they're my responsibility. You know what I'm saying? That's right. They're my responsibility. And that's a part of the recon- reconciliation and reconciling, you know, small, um, my harm that I did to the community to try to make these men walk out, be better men than what they came in so they could contribute to the community. Right? And um, That's right. Yeah, you know, and so in, in, for me, atonement and reconciliation came quick. Being a spiritual man, it came quick. It didn't. It, it, it didn't come a year into my sentence. You know, it came quick. They, they, they went out there in the streets. Ah, waking up. You know, what I'm saying from the from the midst of that sherm smoke. You know, what I'm saying from the midst of that gun and sherm smoke. And, and here it is. I'm in the county jail, and I'm not all. I don't have all my faculties, but I have enough to where I hear a. a, a you know, what I'm saying the God telling me, you know, small man, you have to make this right. So my reconciliation, my atonement and reconciliation came right then and there. And it did what it did really it came, and then who confirmed that, you know, said was my mom. This woman dropped her life to come back to Tacoma, Washington, from Richmond, Virginia, running away once again, because she, she she ran from Oakland with her family up to Washington, you know what I'm saying, in the 70s, in the midst, in the midst of that struggle. Only to run into it and then to see her sons in this and then and then us getting her away from this because we didn't want anything that we were doing on the streets to land on her land on her doorstep, right? And so so she moved. So here's a woman that's been running. And I feel I feel bad about that. But this woman dropped her life in Richmond, Virginia, came down to the county jail in Tacoma, Washington, behind some windows and looked at me in the eye and said, Son, did you do this? Now I know, you know, say I was I I know I'm you know you, you just don't say anything on these phones because you know these phones is wired. But I looked right. her in her eye. I dropped the phone. I looked her in her eye. I looked in her eye, and I and, and I gave her the, the the correct head nod, the head motion, to let her know. And she said, "Take responsibility for your actions, son." You just feel like a man. Yeah. Yeah. And that was day one. So right. my atonement reconciliation started right then and there. My trial strategy, right. my my trial strategy changed and everything. That day, I told I had to tell the public defender, like, look, man, just don't let them kill me. Just don't, just don't let them kill me in front of, in, in, while my mama living. Let's do, let's go up in here and do what we need to do, just to make this right. Just give, give those, you know, what I'm saying, 
look those families, look those families in the eye, the community members, you know, smart in, in, in their eye, and, and let them know that yeah. if they hear somebody that's remorse, hear somebody that's remorseful, you know, smart. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And, 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 and that mama forgave me right then and there when she gave, you know, what I'm saying. So my my told me came that after that, man, I didn't have no choice but to continue down that path, right? Right. Ooh, that's yeah. that's what atonement and reconciliation look like for me, bro. And you've been seeing it, just like I've been seeing your atonement and reconciliation. Oh, yeah. We see it. Oh, we know what it looks like. Yeah. We we know what yeah. it feels like. You know? Yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Hey, listen, bro. Check it out. I'm gonna do this. I want to do something real quick, and I want you to know, like, uh, if we get disconnected or anything, I want you to uh, call back and answer this question. There's a question I want you to answer for the people. I want you to uh, tell them something that you want everyone in the world that hears this to know about you. But that's if we get hung up because I want to lead into another question real quick because when we were talking about the reconciliation and we were talking about like your court and stuff, I remember I was just talking to uh, Larry Norman the other day. So, you know, one of the things he was saying is uh, when your name came up, he was talking about like... uh, the, uh, that there's still pain in the community and so I, I immediately punted back on him and I said okay but check this out you know what I'm saying a lot of times what happens is is that when we go into these trials or we go to these courtrooms and these different things you know the, the judges will always put a barrier between the person and the victim by saying nope you can't never talk to that person you, and which means that you can't never really sit down and have a heart to heart and at any point like because you're you're restricted by the courts from ever really having any further uh, you have 60 seconds remaining outside of that court so i want you to uh call back in i want you to talk about that you know what i'm saying uh because my thing is i feel like that there should always be within the community people that's going to put us back together with the people that we hire to say here let's sit down accountably let's talk to these people you know what i'm saying and let's try to get some understanding you'll never get that real closure any other way so i want you to uh i want you to double back in and i want you to respond to that all right I want you to also end yeah, by I letting people know what they need to know about you. Bro, I love you, man. You know, y'all stay safe up there, and I we will continue to stay in touch, bro. No, Rob, Rob, I really appreciate that question. That question right there goes straight to the heart of what's wrong with this, with, 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 with the system, you know? Um, that's been wrong for a long time because you know our people has been harmed in this system from the very beginning from its inception our people been harmed and so that harm has only carried over generationally right and so and so the harm is going to continue to happen in this system until True atonement and reconciliation happens with the system. But just speaking from my own personal um, experience is that I know that um I know that this yeah there's 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 there's, there's, deep, there's still deep pain you know what I'm saying in my community you know what I'm saying that was caused by me and and, and, and others who was in that life. What I'm 
I know that my people just don't hate me and that want 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 to want to see me get what I need in order to be better, in order to reconcile that harm, to be able to fix that harm, and the system don't allow that. You know, there was a there was there was there was a little bit of that going on, just like just like I was explaining during the um the sentencing phase of my trial where I was able to I was able to speak, you know, stand up and and, and apologize for you know take responsibility and for the and for the response, you know what I'm saying, but not everybody even it was just it was just more it was more people that was harmed than just you know what I'm saying, just than just the mothers, right? Who spoke and forgave me. There was other mothers who felt, you know, what I'm saying felt the way, right? And still feel the way, you know. Um, but nah, I think that I think that the tr- transformative justice. I, I, I'm, I stand by the transformative justice principle and everything. Um, that the system is not going to system is not going to fix us. We have to fix us. Um, and and that's what justice and that's what justice looks like. That's what healing looks like. Um, you know, and so that's that's what I'm open for, and and been trying to be in practice of that. You know, what I'm saying directly with folks as much as I can through this crooked system. Through this, have folks that reach out to um to, to, to family members and, and sit down with them. You know, and but there needs to be more of that. You know, we, we really need to have that transformative justice model. You know in our communities in, in, in all black communities delivering you know what I'm saying um, the healing that needs to happen in those communities and so I'm with that work I'm committed to doing that work in prison right now and you know if the God feels fit you know what I'm saying to, to release me back to the streets I'm doing that work day one you know what I'm saying um, on my release you know because I know my life is no longer mine to actually just you know, live the way I feel I I want to live it. You know what I'm saying? My life is is, is, is that of the community because that's 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 who we are. That's that that's going back to that principle. Principle of Ubuntu. I am because we are. I am you, you are me. So my life is no longer mine. My life is the community's. And so I'm dedicated to doing that work day one. You know what I'm saying? On release, so that's what I will. That's the value I will bring to the community um, of somebody who's caused harm and want to fix it and, and, and want to reconcile that harm and want to see others, you know, have an opportunity to to atone and reconcile because that needs to happen. Um, yeah, that needs to happen. I'm, you know, so I think we need to build our own institutions. I think we need to get back to like the model of Black Wall Street. That's what those brothers and sisters was doing then. It's, it's, it's creating our own. This system is not. This system is not. It's not going to fix us. It's not going to heal us. It's not going to do anything for us. It's not going to sustain us in no type of way. This, we have to do that work. We have to have our own systems in place to bring justice. Because this system that this system only weaponizes. Um, me against the victim, the victim against me, and just perpetuate 
it, it, it just continue to perpetuate harm and violence. This is why we see the continued violence in our communities. Yeah. And I just want to be a part of I just want to be a part of the collective that's about doing that work. So I thank you, brother, for that question. I thank you for the work that you're doing. I thank you for um filthy rags, outreach, for being an institution that I'm talking about in our communities that make justice happen, that make healing happen for us. So once again, thank y'all for having me. Hey y'all, this is Rob, man. I'm back at you guys. I uh I apologize for having to leave, but you know we are we are doing this stuff on, on prison time, and so I wanted everyone out there to know, like, for me to get with Tank and us being in different prisons, you know, we have to try to coordinate things, you know, and uh, it didn't work out exactly how we would have liked to. I would like to have covered a lot more information with him, but one of the main things is I wanted people to understand that, like, you know, we've made mistakes, but it's people like us that are going to help change the things that are going on in the street. So I would just ask that if you guys look on our website, and if you can, um, support his liberation you know he was uh trying to get uh the funds together for his attorneys and whatnot so that he can have a, a fair uh release hearing and different things of that nature and a lot of times we didn't talk about the brain science and the things that are attached to it but these guys have to have psych evaluations and things like that you know they don't just let the people out you know and so we want to make sure that we can try to uh support his liberation so i wanted you guys to look on the uh, website again we'll have the proper updates on there and if you can please support him you know, and uh, before I get out of here too, I wanted to uh, I wanted to touch back on uh, my guy Peso for a moment. You know, because you know I was on a yard, and uh, one of my bros pushed up on me, and he wanted to know like why was I just staring off into space and whatnot, and uh, you know, and I was just trying to figure it out, and he didn't know that Peso passed yet. But when I explained to him, he didn't believe it, but. You know, the thing of it was, was like I told him, I was like, like really spaced off and I'm trying to figure out like, how do we get to a, a place where we can, uh, we can bury our brothers in prison? How do we get to that space? You know, how do we get to a space where, uh, we don't have to have that burden all on his mom? You know, most of us come from single parent homes, you know, and there's only the woman to pick up the pieces, you know? And so like, that was like a really big thing for me, you know? And so it's like, how do we pick up those pieces? And so like, I just wanted to put a mere suggestion out there because so many times when we do this Rob report, you know, we ask people to donate, you know what I mean? And I don't know, like if, uh, you know, I know with the economy and the different things of that nature, you know, I know people don't probably have a lot of funding to, uh, to send our way, but we do most of this stuff grassroots without uh, funding from majors, you know, uh, major people out there, you know, because a lot of times, even though they say they want to support and they want to stop the gang violence, the truth is, is that they really don't. So they don't want to support like that, you know, so a lot of it is going to take us to do it ourselves. And so what I would just say is that uh, if you guys have it in you to uh, start donating, um, please donate it. Nothing else for us to, to be able to send money to families of people that uh, pass away in prison. And one thing about me is I'm like the pulse of the prison. If somebody passes, I don't care what prison they're at, I'm going to know about it, you know. And so I would just ask uh, my listeners out there, if you guys are listening to us, to just trust me, you know, trust that we would do the right things for our people, you know. There's so much passion with the people that we uh, love up in here, you know, and so there's so much hurt when they pass away. So I would just ask that you guys uh, consider, you know, donating to those causes, and we would always have the updates online if somebody passed away. That way you know that we're doing things responsibly. So I would just tell you guys, uh, in the words of Don Cornelius, he passed away, and uh, he can't use it no more. Love, peace, and soul. Peace.